0: Say after me, I believe the word of God as a full expression of the Godhead. Whatever God is, that is his word. For he has magnified his word above his name. I believe God transforms. His word transforms me. I believe God is healing. His word heals me. I believe God is provision. His word provides for me. I believe God is protection. His word protects me. Whatever I believe God is, I believe his word shall perform in my life today. I can never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. I speak as the oracles of God. I speak with grace that only God supplies. I decree in the name of Jesus that the transforming power of God's word is breaking through every life. We can never be the same ever again. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so now, we are at the word culture. Is that right? I'm not going to go back. Yes, I'm not going to go back. So you can get it on YouTube, the word culture. Culture is a way of life. And I'm teaching on the Jesus culture. And all I'm saying is simple. That if you are a believer... There is a way of life of the believer. Praise God. Okay? Yes. And we've gone through all of that. The culture, the ideology, the vision, and all of that. And now we are looking at the core, the means. And we said it starts with the word, what? Culture. The word way of life. Okay? So... We read on Wednesday from here. The whole Bible was given to us by what? Inspiration. So the Bible is God's breath. The Bible is God's what? Breath. When you see the word inspiration, that is what he's saying. is that God himself breathed it. Okay, God himself breathed. And he said it's useful for what? Teaching. What is true. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us to do what is right. So you see, the world's value system is not meant to be your value system. What is wrong and right is not defined by what the world says. What is wrong and right for you is defined by the word. Oh, praise God. Are you getting the point? So, your rightness and your wrongness is not defined by the culture, the way of life of the world. And I've used this as an example that if you go to the U.S. right now, as I'm teaching, there's a difference between sex and gender. Yes. Yes. Because of the transgender stuff, Now you decide what gender you are. Now you decide. Yes. You are the one to decide. So somebody can be a full-blown man like me and say that, no, I'm not. I'm a woman. And so, they can enter the bathhouse or the restroom of the women. And you can't ask them, Jack. (laughs) Yes, if you do, they can take you to court because you are challenging their right to choose their own gender. So, uh-huh. so somebody said this is sickness. So, so what it means is that if you define rightness and wrongness from this kind of system, tell me where you're going to head. Are you here with me? And that's why we are talking about the word culture. Please, we. You must get to a point as a believer where you can put, listen to me, they can call you for a meeting of $1 billion and you can tell them to hold on just because you are coming to listen to the word. This morning, that's what the Lord told. He said, until your people get to that point, It will be difficult to make the difference. Where you, listen, where no monetary value can be more than the word of God in your spirit. No monetary value. Nothing can replace the word of God in your spirit. You value the word of God so much that everything else can wait. The word becomes first. He says the word helps us to do that which is right. Oh, praise God. It is God's breath. So, you see, when you rely on God's word, you are relying on God's breath. Are you hearing me? Can he fail? That's why the word of God doesn't fail. He can't fail. He can fail. He can fail. Look at the next. It is God's way of making us what? Well prepared at every point. Fully equipped. To what? To do good to. So listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. (laughs) When you get the word of God. And the word of God becomes your priority. He says. What the word does. Is to prepare you at every stage. To be relevant. To anybody you meet. So your relevance as a believer depends on how much of the word you have in your spirit. Are you getting it? It is God's way of making us well prepared at every point. Fully equipped to do good to every one. You realize that Jesus went about and the Bible said, wherever he went he was doing because he's the word. He's the word. He's fully prepared at every stage. When the devil came to him on the mountain, what did he say? He said it is yes. Fully equipped. Fully resourced. When you f- you get to a place and you want to give up, it's because the word of God has not filled you in that place. You are bereft of the knowledge of the word in that area. You may actually know, but you may not understand. You have not submitted to the word in that area, praise God. Next, 2 Timothy 2.15. Let's all read this. Because of that, because of how relevant, important, significant, precious the word is for you, you and I would have to do what? Study. And do your best to present yourself to God. Approved a workman tested by trial. Jesus. Who has no reason to be ashamed. Accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Study goes beyond reading, it goes beyond Jew and Paul. Oh, hello. When they say you are studying, it means you are mining. That's the word in the Greek. It's you are digging deep. You are looking at the root word. What we call the etymology. You are looking at the various translations and interpretations. You are actually looking at the context in which it was written. What was the culture in which this thing was written? At that time, what did it mean to them? And why did the author say what he said? You are studying all of that before you bring it into your application. So that you know where the word of God is coming from and why the word is written to you the way it's written to you. Your understanding about it is clear. That's why he says that accurately handling. Because people can mishandle the word because they don't have full understanding. The word epignosis is the word accurate. So you can divide the word and get it all wrong. Oh, hello? They can give you false interpretation. I, I, gave, I, I, I said something on Wednesday. I said, some of you pick the Bible. Give me the Bible. They said, Lord, lead me. Lord, lead me. Holy Spirit. The place I put my finger is the place you are telling me. So you put your finger at a place. And then you open your eyes. And he says, Absalom went to hang himself. <laughs> so now your interpretation. <laughs> the Lord said, I should go and hang myself. You are falsely handling the word of God. You don't just pick a verse. And then you don't know the context and then you begin to quote it. If I begin to give you some of the scriptures you have quoted to apply. And it's the reason why you're not getting the necessary results you must get. Listen to me very carefully. I have come to realize that if you're a child of God, anything is possible. So far as you understand the word in that domain, you can take what it is. I'm telling you. When he said fully equipped at every stage, I understand it. Because in various facets, we don't have understanding to the word. And because of that, we are bereft of what the word will bring us. So we're not able to take possession of our inheritance. skillfully. Tell the next person, study. Please, tell them, study. And did you see how he called you, say, a workman? A workman. When we read Ephesians, he said that I am supposed to teach you so that you, together with me, shall be what? A a bona fide participator of the work of ministry. So you don't come to church and sit down and cross your legs and expect people to do things for you. You are a workman. Oh, hello. Tell them you are a workman. Oh, please t- tell them like you mean it. I-, I-, I keep telling you, it's not everybody who would like this message. Oh, yes. And I've told you, for now, I'm not worried about the crowd. Listen, if 10, 20 people can get this, what I'm teaching, this church can never be the same. I'm telling you, I'm not, now, I'm not worried about the crowd. I am actually looking at 10, 20 people that will get this thing, and they will rise like giants. I'm telling you. It's, it's because these days when you get into church it's about my job. My car. I was not served well. Are you hearing me? Oh, they, 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 they didn't usher me well. Somebody who has been like five years in church already. This is their concern. They didn't ask themselves that, ah, if that is the way the person is serving and is that bad, I should be standing there. I think that's what you should have told yourself. That, ah, Should be standing. If I know better, then I should be standing there. What we have made Christianity. What we have made Christianity. You know, you tell people to come and clean the place, get the place ready for service, and nobody shows up. Yes. Because everybody is waiting a beautiful atmosphere to come and sit down with their gorgeous dress and be served. When they finish, they put their request down and say, Lord, you know. (laughs) And by the time they, they go home, they will see their request answered. And then they say, oh, this church is powerful. As a matter of fact, it is exactly a Ghanaian culture. Everybody is looking for a powerful country. But nobody is ready to work to make it so. <laughs> nobody. Everybody will shift the responsibility on the next person. Forgetting about themselves. In the community, you see, a big man who can easily fix the road for the community is waiting for the government The believer's culture is not like that. The word does not teach you that. Let me go to the next. James chapter 1, 21, 22. Everybody, go. What does it say? Go. Get rid of all that is wrong in your life. Both inside and what? And humbly Be glad for the, for the, so you see, for the wonderful message. What is the wonderful message? Christ died for you. Christ has saved you from your sins. Christ has made you free. James was not talking to Gentiles. He was talking to Jews. And for the Jews, they knew exactly what you need to go through before your sins are cleansed. The penalties and all the things you have to pay and buy and do all sorts of rituals before you are free. But James says listen, now somebody has paid the price. And because of the price he has paid, you have received grace. And by the grace, make sure you get rid of every wrong thing. Oh, praise God. For you have received a wonderful message which is able to save our souls as it takes hold of our hearts. When this thing takes hold of your heart, you won't celebrate wrong. When it takes hold of your heart, you won't celebrate wrong. You won't celebrate evil. It's a wonderful message. When you are loved and you know how much you are loved, all you want to do for that person is to always appreciate them, you always want to show your gratitude. Because you know you don't deserve them. You know if you are not been for them, you wouldn't be where you are. You would always want to stand up to serve them, to do something for them, at least to, to, to seem as if you are trying to compensate. Not that you can compensate, but at least to show them that you are grateful. Oh, is that true? Give me the next verse. Look at 23, 24. Go. And remember, it is a message to obey, not just to listen to. So don't fool yourselves. Oh. You should have said amen. It's a message. What I am teaching you is not a message just to listen to. It's a message to what? Obey. Somebody say obey. 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 Do. For if a person just listens and doesn't obey, he's like a man. This is the only place. I don't know why they put their mouth. Because it is our people. They look into the mirror 50 times. They have a mirror at home. We come and sit in their car. They use their camera. They get out of the car, they are wearing their bag. Hmm. He's like a man looking at his face in the mirror. As soon as he walks away, watch this. Watch this. He can't see himself anymore. Or oh, remember what he looks like. So he is talking about image here. That he's saying for most believers, when we come and we hear this wonderful message like this, and the message makes you know your image, how beautiful God has made you, how wonderful God has made you. That you can take the world. You can take everything in it. Whatever you speak, you are going to get. Whatever you command is at your feet. If it is in the name of Jesus, and because everything is invested in the name, at that name, every knee bows to you. You hear all of these wonderful messages, this powerful thing. But the moment you get out of this room, and you see the culture of the world, you forget who you are. And you begin to live like the world. So somebody kisses you, you say, ah, pastor, I'm, I'm going to die. You're forgetting who you are because you just listened. Are you getting the point not to obey? Oh, are you here with me? Somebody say, oh, you die prematurely what? You tell me I'll die prematurely. Do you really know me? Me. How? It's not possible. I will live my full years because the word tells me so. Listen, when somebody tells you anything, that is not to your image, reject it. Listen, I told you something. I said, the eagle will struggle to live like a chicken. You see, the reason for our frustration and our struggle is because we are, we want to live what we have been changed from. You have a new image. The image of an eagle. Yet, you want to live like a chicken because that's popular. I said, if I can get 10, 20 people to get this, the world can contain us. We will walk in places that the world will ask, how did they get there? I'm I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You see, there is something you have been made. The Adamic nature makes you feel that is not you. You have to take a decision by the word and tell yourself that I know me now. I don't care what my dad says. I don't care what my school teacher says. I don't care what my boss says. What I know is what this word says about me. That settles the matter. You see, that is how you live. They are talking about you, so what? They said this about you. So what? If that is your reference point, then you have a big problem. You know your reference point. The word. You know your mirror. The word. Most of us are looking into the wrong mirror. Hey. I said, most of you. You are listening to the wrong voices. Somebody can look at your face and tell you, oh, this thing that you are doing, you can't do it. You're you're sure? And then he will tell you that when I look at these statistics and I look at the way your heart is beating, have learned by history that all people who have these kinds of signs they are not able to finish what they start go and check the word if the word doesn't say so, ignore them and let the word produce for you so that you will break their record and set a new one for them Praise God. And I've seen it several times. Several times. You have to break the status quo. Please, break it. Break it. Break it. Break it. You see, there's one thing about numbers that is very deceptive. And so, most of us Our consolation is in the wrong crowd. So we want to belong. All right. So you get into a cooperation. You get into a group. You get into a team. And that's the way they talk. And you want to feel accepted. So you also begin to talk that way. So they can accept you. you know. I was talking to somebody. I was asking. I was just asking. You need to, can you bail me out with this and that? And then he calls somebody and tells him, oh, I my friend, it looks like he's desperate. I corrected, I said, no! I'm just asking you for something. I'm not desperate. You are not my last hope. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You, you don't get this thing. You are not my last hope. That one is in your mind. Who told you you are my last hope? You are not. That is the thinking. Because that's what he says. My God shall supply all my needs. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So the fact that somebody said no doesn't mean my vision is ended. It doesn't mean so. No. Who told you that? So the moment you went to that person, they are your last hope. And they said no, you put your hands in there. Hey, I'm done. You are not done. You're not done. God is bringing a new partner on the block. Yes. And it will shock you. It will shock you. Listen believe the word, walk the word, talk the word, feed on the word, think the word. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me do the last scripture. James 1.25. Let's all read this. Go. If, but what? If anyone keeps what? Looking what? Steadily into God's law for So you see what the New Testament is? Is the law of freedom. Jesus. It's not a law for bound men. <laughs> it's, a, it's a law for free men. <laughs> That's why it is called the law of liberty. Listen to me, nothing bounds the believer. I mean, it's so powerful that Apostle Paul says, you have, you have every you have the right to do everything. You have the right to do anything. But it's not everything that suits you. Are you getting what he's saying? What he's saying is that even even when it doesn't suit you, you can do it. But it will just inconvenience you. In that way, you are boundless. You are limitless. Nobody can curtail your freedom. He said, your freedom is yours to the wildest extent. Nobody can take your freedom. He said, he will not only remember it, but he will do what he says. And God will greatly bless him. Oh, hallelujah. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. What is the magic word here? The magic word is anyone who keeps Looking steadily. That's the magic word. That's the magic word. Consistency. Consistency. (laughs) Consistency. Anybody who keeps looking consistently into this word of freedom. Hey. By the time he realizes he has become the word, he will be a walking epistle. When you turn him on like a tap, that water flows. When you turn him out, the word will flow. When temptation comes, he will say, Ah, I shall not live by bread alone. The Lord will provide for me. He said, The Lord is my protector. This thing will not kill me. I decree this thing is out of my belly. Because I will walk upon scorpions. I will drink deadly things, but they will not help me. Because the Lord protects me on every side. Everything that is for me is coming to me. I walk in dominion and in authority. I have divine provision on every side. They become the living epistle. They walk the word because their life becomes the life of the word and not the world. When the word. World speaks negative. They speak to the world. You see, Jesus, when they saw the storm and Peter Dems were crying, wailing, He spoke to them, so he said, "Peace be still." In the beginning, when he saw darkness, void, emptiness, he said, "Let there." You don't speak like the world speaks. You don't speak your situation. You speak the word and it will conform to your situation. What you want to see is what will come to you. Keep looking. Don't stop looking into the word. Believer, don't stop looking into the word. Don't stop. Don't stop. You read more of novels. You read more romantic stuff. Sports news. Messi and Ronaldo. You know much of Messi and Ronaldo than you know your Bible. You know Shatawale and Stoneboy. Everything about them. If I ask you a few things about Jesus, you don't know. Where are you looking? Where are you looking steadily? Listen, if you know more about Jesus than your work, Jesus will give you deep understanding about your work. Come on. We have rather turned the whole thing upside down. You think it is your word that matters? If that was the case, the thief, the thief on the cross, who just said, remember me in paradise. Tell me, what did you do? if it is so much about you being the lawyer the engineer and all of those things and that really is the key then that thief beat you to it you don't get it you don't get it but the point is when you have more of him he gives you more insight about your giftings about your callings about your talents about your assignments because you don't you forgot it he gave you the assignment he gave you the gift. He's the master of all professions. People of God, my heart bleeds and beats. That God's people, who keep looking steadily into the word, and He says, so far as they do, they will remember, and they will do it. Do you know why? The Holy Spirit will always remind you. Mm. At the point of confusion, a light in the Word will come to you. It will shock you. You didn't even know it was there. I'll give you examples. Where you are confused, you get to a place you are confused. And then all of a sudden, the Word will just come out. And it will give you some peace. And straight away, you know what to do. Listen to me. Any believer who is almost always confused about what to do, check their word level. Their well is not deep. Their well is not deep. Listen to me. Anybody that makes you feel this is boredom, And this is not the good life. They are cheating you for you to go and know later in eternity that you robbed yourself. That you robbed yourself. You robbed yourself.